Hey guys, it is time for the Profit Roadmap. It's pre-recorded, so whenever you put your earbuds in and you start listening, that's when it's time to hear us. Uh, so I am your host, Cody Owen. I am all by my lonesome in the studio today. Bear is helping a service autopilot member on the phone. So he will not be joining us today, but I am here uh, and I have something pretty exciting to talk to you guys about. Uh, so Lisa Marino, who you heard just a few episodes on the show, uh, a few episodes ago on the show, uh, has been following Rodney Smith uh, from 50 States, 50 Lawns on Facebook and Instagram for a while now. Uh, just kind of tracking the charitable thing that he's doing, mowing lawns for uh, the elderly, uh, widows, widowers, uh, disabled veterans, uh, just the the people who need help getting out there to mow their lawn who maybe can't afford a lawn care service. Uh, he is going out and mowing their lawns for free, and he's doing at least one lawn in all 50 states. Uh, so we have an interview with Rodney Smith coming up here in just a couple seconds, and then we're going to talk about how you can implement something similar to what he's doing, this kind of outreach that he's doing entirely charitably, uh, how you can incorporate some charity into your business uh, as a way that builds culture, uh, gets employee buy-in, and uh, lets the community know what kind of business you are, that you care about the community, you want to give back, you want to help, you're not just there to collect a paycheck. So we'll talk about that after the interview with Rodney. Just before the interview with Rodney, we're going to have a quick word about SA5 from Joe Urbacek uh, in our training department. So he's got that, and then we'll go right into the interview with Rodney. Do you know where your business is going? If you're comfortable, if you're sitting atop a growth plateau, I want you to know something. Businesses can't sit still. If you're not growing, breaking down walls, and building your dream business, then your business is dying. You need directions and goals. This November, join us and hundreds of service entrepreneurs to learn how to break through your barriers and build your dream business. Go to serviceautopilot.com forward slash SA5. Here we go. Okay, my name is Rodney Smith Jr. I'm the founder of Raising Man Lawn Care Service. And what we do is we mow free lawn for the elderly, disabled, single moms, and veterans. And we also include kids ages 7 to 17 and show them the importance of giving back to the community with a lawnmower. So back in probably about 2013, I had a one-on-one conversation with God and I asked him to use me as his vessel. And he didn't give me an answer that day, not a week later, not even a year later. It came the day I came across the elderly man outside mowing his lawn and it looked like he was struggling so I pulled over and helped him out. That night I decided to mow free lawn for the elderly, disabled, single moms and veterans. At first my goal was to mow 40 lawns by the end of winter. With me being in college I thought I could do it. But I reached 40 lawns so quick that my goal to 100. A month and a half later I reached my 100th lawn and that's when the idea of raising my lawn care service came about. And we have something called the 50 yard challenge which is issued to kids nationwide and even worldwide to mow 50 free lawns in their community free for the elderly disabled single moms and veterans if they accept this challenge they make a sign saying i accept the challenge in return we send them a white raising men lawn care service t-shirt along with shades and ear protection once they mow 10 lawns they get an orange shirt 20 orange are green 30 are blue 40 are red and 50 are black and once they reach 50 we fly to wherever they are we do lawns with them and we also give them a brand new lawnmower to date 12 kids nationwide had have completed it and currently we have over 130 kids nationwide including one in Canada and seven in Bermuda, England that are taking part in the challenge. That's awesome. So if 
people listening to the Profit Roadmap that are uh, lawn care owners want to get involved, want to help out with what you're doing, is there a way that they can meet up with you? Or yeah, we have a website. Uh, we are raising men. Um, they can support us or they can send us a message if they want to help out in any way. Um, we encourage you to encourage more kids to take part in 50-yard challenge. And let's build an army of volunteers with kids giving back to the community one loan at a time. So why, why lawns? I know you saw the, the guy that needed help and you helped him out, but uh, what... Do you have a history of like lawn mowing in your past? Or? No, when I was younger, I, I never liked to mow lawns. So God took something I dislike and turned it into something now I love to do. And every day I'm mowing lawns. So, yeah. That's awesome. Uh, anything else that you want people to know about what you're um, doing? Briggs and Shredden, the world's largest makers and lawnmower engines, have been very big supporters almost from day one. And for my 50 state, 50 lawn tour, where I'm going to all 50 states, they have contributed funds as well as my lawnmower equipment for this journey. That's awesome. So we're in Dallas today, yep. and then I heard that you're uh, you got a big drive ahead of you tomorrow. Yeah. So tomorrow I'll be heading to New Mexico. I'll move in New Mexico on Thursday, then I'll leave New Mexico Friday and make that ten-hour drive that Friday to Colorado. Colorado. I'll move in Colorado on Saturday, and then yeah, we're off to Colorado. I think. <laughs> Where's next? Yeah, maybe Arizona or something like that next. How many how many states are you at now of the fifty? Thirty-one. Thirty-one have been completed so far. What's your plan for Alaska and Hawaii? Oh, I fly to Alaska and Hawaii. Yeah, so those are the only two states I fly to. Uh, are Briggs and Stratton shipping a lawnmower for you? Ah, yeah. well, normally the time I use someone's lawnmower, but if if needed, we get one there. Yeah. No, I think that is awesome. All right. How could, uh, if, if people wanted to, to help you out, like, what, can they meet up with you in the city? And then there's a lot, uh, what's the site, 50? 50 states, 50 states, 50 lawns, or com, and people could just meet up with me if they want to come out, and if I'm in the city, um, just send me an inbox. I'll try my best to get to you. I have a lot of messages, so, yeah. If somebody was in their town and wanted to take your philosophy and start for themselves, where do you suggest they start? Just get out there and just get along more and knock on doors or ask your neighbors do they need help. That's the best way to start. Fantastic. Yeah. Cool beans. Rodney, thanks so much for Thank talking you. to us. All right. Rodney, thank, thank you, you very much. All right. So uh, looking forward to continuing to follow Rodney uh, as he's moving through all 50 states. If you want to follow him, there's going to be links to his social media in the show notes. Uh, you'll get to see some pictures of lawns from all over the states. He's hit, uh, he should be, by the time this drops, he will have completed 31 states. Texas was number 30. Uh, so he's well on his way to hitting all 50 states. So what I want to talk about is how you can use this idea, what, what Rodney's doing to build this foundation and working with kids and all of that uh, to help serve their communities. You guys are in this industry. Uh, you know more about lawn care and landscaping or cleaning or whatever it is that you do than, than Rodney does. Rodney was just a person who was like, man, I want to help. I see this guy struggling. Like, this is my idea for how I can help uh, my community. And then it expanded out from there to trying to start a movement around the country. So what I want to talk to you about first is the value of community outreach. Now, we have a post on our blog that Lisa wrote back in May. Uh, there's a link to it in the show notes about how to improve your reputation using community outreach. And that is largely the value of, of helping in your community aside from you know the intrinsic value of helping others. Uh, 
when when you're known in the community as uh, like this is the company that man there was this yard in our neighborhood that was getting really out of control and then one day we noticed that uh, you know we saw the USMC flag on the porch and then we noticed that it was a disabled veteran that lived there and the next thing we knew this company was taking care of it uh, and as people hear about the things that you're doing it builds trust right and that's the the biggest thing that we uh, or that service industry businesses need to overcome any business needs to overcome this trust barrier uh, to be able to more easily sell clients like a large part there are a lot of lawn care companies right there's a lot of residential cleaning companies but they're inviting you onto their property they're inviting you into their homes so what we're having to do is convince them that we're the kind of people they can trust to take care of their lawn that we're not going to spray something on it that could harm their pets and then not tell them or harm their kids and not tell them uh, we're not going to use the kind of cleaners in their home that could, that are harmful to them or, you know, whatever it is. We People are worried about those things. They're worried that you, you might steal something. And so one of the ways that we can overcome that trust barrier is by uh, people knowing that we're involved in the community, that they see us more than just when we're trying to sell them something. So whatever that looks like in your community, Lisa has a bunch of ideas in the blog post. That can look like sponsoring a little league team. I know that when I was a kid and I played baseball, my uh, my t-ball team was sponsored by uh, a local lawn care company, uh, and their their logo was printed across the back of all of our jerseys, and so people saw that uh, week in and week out as we were playing. Uh, and so it's not necessarily like that someone's going to be like, "I called you because I saw you on the back of a little league shirt," or "I saw you." participating uh, in, I think before when we've talked about uh, like social media and outreach, uh, like helping sponsor things with City Hall, uh, getting just the more you can be involved in your community and and be tied into what's happening there and just be seen at all of those things. Uh, it's going to inform people's understanding of who your business is. And so we've, we've kind of beaten that to death on the podcast in past episodes. But there's another thing that, that really helps here. And we've touched on it at least briefly on the episode with David Martinez when we talked about company culture. There is huge value to you as a business owner when your employees are bought into the, the culture of helping your community, of giving back. Um, think about the people in your life who have been uh, the most giving, the most charitable, the kindest. Maybe they helped you when you were in a tough spot. Uh, now imagine if those people worked for your company. Imagine how the culture of your company would work if it was populated by those kinds of people. So what we want to do is build a culture where employees know that that we're going to do things that aren't just about the bottom line. We're going to help uh, Mrs. Smith because uh, her husband mowed their lawn for 20 years and he passed away a few months ago. And uh, rather than trying to make money off of Mrs. Smith, we just want to help her because she's part of our community. We've, we've known her for a long time through other things. Uh, and we just want to help her. And when employees see that kind of generosity from you that you're willing to, to lose a little bit of money, like maybe that's a you know, $35 lawn uh, or... or uh, you know, a, a 80 to hundred dollar clean or whatever. And you're willing to, uh, lose that money in the name of helping someone. Uh, it increases the, the respect that your employees are going to have for you. 
uh, and it helps them feel really good about what they're doing uh, when they're working, right? That it's not just about, you know, them helping build your business. They're getting to help people in their community as part of their job. And I know that that seems kind of like maybe a lofty goal. Maybe you can't afford to, to lose money on, on jobs just yet. And that's like, I completely understand that. Uh, the other thing that, that acting charitably helps do is it gives you an opportunity to empower employees. You can go to employees and you can say, uh, Hey, we're, we're working on getting more involved in the community. Like I already have these ideas lined up, but if anybody else, like maybe this is in your staff meeting, if anybody else has an idea, if there's a charity you already participate with, or you have a loved one that participates with, uh, you know, come and tell me about it. Come and tell me the ways that we can help as a company. And group volunteering is an awesome way to get people together outside of work. You run into a lot of problems where maybe somebody wouldn't want to, uh, you know, go grab a drink with everybody after work. You run, there's a lot of people who are like, I don't really want to socialize with my coworkers. Like I hang out with them, you know, eight, 10, 12 hours a day. I just want to go home and do my thing or my Saturdays are for me. But those people will respond differently if the way you're trying to get their Saturday from them is to help at a local food bank or, uh, you know, bring snacks to the little league team that you're sponsoring as a company. Uh, it's a lot easier to get that kind of engagement from them when they feel like they're getting to help something. Uh, and also free, free food's always a great, great motivator. But employees who are engaged with, with a company that, that volunteers, that gives back to their community, uh, and Lisa's blog post, she cites a statistic that they're 75% more likely to approve of their company than employees who aren't. Uh, so this is a really great opportunity for you to build a culture and find people who are great fits, who are hard workers, uh, and that respect you, respect the mission of your company, and, and love your community. And those are the kind of people who are going to stay right? If you have someone who is like that kind of genuinely, you know, kind giving person, and I know that they're hard to find. I know that right now you are thinking like, man, I can't even get my employees to show up to work on time. Like this is a long-term culture goal. This is something to build toward in baby steps, but work with the people that you have now and they might surprise you. And there are plenty of opportunities that you have as a business owner to define that culture without getting any buy-in from employees first. And you might have to, uh, you know, continue just doing those things by yourself for a while before you get employee buy-in. And that's fine. Like you might need to set the example. You're the business owner. You're the one who cares about the reputation of your business more than anyone else that works with you. So you will need to set the example, show people what it's going to look like to be a part of your company going forward. And even if it's you going to that event alone, do it. Yeah. So there are a lot of opportunities in your community right now. You can find veterans, elderly people that need help, and you can provide that help. Start looking along your route for, for people who are, are in this situation. Ask clients that you trust. If they know someone who needs help, just say that, you know, you're looking to, to get involved in the community and give back in the way that your business can and that you think that, you know, maybe Maybe the way to do that is by providing some services at a really high discount or, or free to people who are in need. Look for those opportunities. 
get a sponsorship at a local baseball field. Uh, there are probably in a lot of cases, your ideal customer is someone who has a couple of kids uh, because kids eat up a lot of your time. And it means that you're more inclined to have somebody, uh, you know, take care of cleaning your home or, or take care of your lawn. And so getting yourself in front of those people at the places where they hang out on the weekends is really valuable. And in a lot of cases, sponsoring at a, at a local like little league facility is going to be a lot cheaper than, than running the amount of ads you would need to run to get in front of these people that consistently, right? Like once, twice a week, if their kids have practice during the week, uh, and then think how you can pull this stuff out to seasonal stuff, right? So you've got like Toys for Tots type stuff where you're collecting Christmas gifts to donate. Uh, lots of different opportunities around the holidays to collect food for food pantries or go volunteer at a food pantry. Uh, one thing to note there is you always want to make sure that you ask really far in advance uh, about volunteering at a, at a place. Don't call them the week of. Uh, I know it seems kind of counterintuitive for those places to turn away volunteers because they like thrive on free labor, but they need, as I used to work at a nonprofit and we would have people try to volunteer with us the week of, and it's like, we have to have time to prepare what you're going to be helping us with. We don't want to have people come volunteer with us and just stand around for four hours, uh, because we ran out of things for them to do, or we didn't have things staged for them to do. And so they spent all their time like setting up the project and getting it 5% of the way done. You want to give those people plenty of time to, to organize, to have you there, have your team out to help and just, just start with little things, find ways to get your employees to engage with what you're asking them to, to help you out with. As you get bigger, you can start working with uh, maybe scholarships to kids in your community. I know that that's kind of like a really, really big goal. But yeah, and you can also move into another one of those like big, big, like way down the road goals is uh, letting employees earn PTO time for volunteering uh, at company events. And so that's a good way to find, you want to find a way that if you can't motivate someone by just like altruism to come and help at these volunteer events, uh, one way that you can find to motivate them is by letting them, incentivizing them. Anything in company culture that we want to change uh, employees are probably going to fight against, right? Like they're pretty comfortable with the way things are. They don't want you to ask more of them. That's for sure. So you have to find a way to like make it worth their time to, to help you improve the reputation of your business, right? Like that's an investment you're making in the marketing of your business. Uh, so try to find ways to incentivize them, whether that is extra time off or, uh, you know, a lunch that you're going to buy later in the week or, or whatever it is that you can use to, uh, to motivate people to help out with this. Uh, it's, it's going to be worth it in the long run to have a better reputation in your community. So be thinking about those things. Think about how you can use that. Uh, you can be following Rodney's journey on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, I've got links to that in the show notes. I've got a link to Lisa's blog about community outreach in the, in the show notes as well. Uh, and, Next week, Bear and I should be back in the studio together, chopping it up. So hopefully you guys will be back here to listen next week in the, a, a bearless episode, a bear episode, even B-A-R-E, uh, <laughs> won't discourage you from listening in the future. Uh, th- guys, we thank you so much for listening. Uh, by way of reminder from Joe's announcement earlier, uh, SA5 tickets for our annual conference. They're on sale now. There's a link in the show notes. It's just serviceautopilot.com slash SA5. 
if you want to go uh, pick up tickets to be at the conference this year, get to see the Profit Roadmap recorded live, get to hear a lot of great talks about how to build your business. Uh, Jonathan's going to be speaking there, yeah, uh, headlining again this year uh, as he has every year. Uh, we've got lots of other cool stuff in the works there that we'll be telling you about as as we know more about it. But yeah, we will see you guys next week. Talk to you later. The music in this episode of The Profit Roadmap was Rip Tide and Summon the Rock by Kevin MacLeod of Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. If you want to check out Kevin's music, it's some good stuff, Incompetech.com.